This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This isn't just Ben and Ashley. We have a special guest this episode. Yeah. It's Jason. <laughs> Jason's not in the room yet. But, uh, but he is coming but in he's quickly. Coming. I'm excited for this. This is going to be so good. Ben, what did you do this weekend? Uh, uh, you know, I worked a, a coffee expo. Uh, it's called the Denver Outdoor Retailer. So I stood and served coffee and talked about life and connected with future generous movement participants all weekend. We saw over 30,000 people during this uh, expo. So we were busy. Were you uh, doing that last week? Yeah. It's, I mean, it, they go multiple days. You're a so, whole week of serving. A whole week of it. So I took a, I took Sunday, rode my bike. Uh, went on a little walk. I uh, I called it a day early and got my favorite meal last night, which is a margarita pizza and a bottle of wine. And I kicked back, hung out, and watched the Cubbies play the St. Louis Cardinals. And I tell you what, the Cubbies are looking good right now. Anyways, Ashley, mm-hmm. uh, as I was hanging out last night, I was uh, exploring on my Instagram. And I saw something that I wanted to ask you a question about, but I had to wait till this podcast because why would we talk about anything uh, in life if it wasn't on the podcast? You're getting (laughs) married. Yeah. Um, And part of getting married is exploring the avenues at which uh, the things you want to wear during this wedding. (laughs) And it looks like you're wedding shopping. Did you pick a dress? What were you doing? Tell everybody about it. Okay, so right after I got engaged, I got an email from the people at Say Yes to the Dress, or not Say Yes to the Dress, you know, more like Kleinfeld's, which is where Say Yes to the Dress tapes. Um, It's always been a dream of mine to go dress shopping there. So that was one, you know, what was it, checked off the bucket list. And I got to bring my grandma. Uh, She's 95 years old. She barely leaves the house. She leaves the house, well, once a week to get her hair done, but like not. She doesn't go into the city like a big to do like that. I don't know the last time she did it, like five years ago, probably. So she came into the city. My aunt and my cousin came, my best friend, and of course, my sister, and my mom. And I, 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 tr- I tried on some beautiful dresses. I'm not sure if I'm going to say yes to one of them. It was only my first stop on the dress tour, but I found two I really, really liked. Tell us about them. I mean, are they sparkly? <laughs> do they no. have arms? Do they have those? You know what I'm really into, Ashley? What? Do they have arms? Sleeves? <laughs> yeah, sleeves. The big old puffy things that come off the wedding dresses. If there's one time Trace. in life you can wear a puffy thing <laughs> without getting judged for it, it's your wedding day. Yes. So I hope your wedding dress is full of really puffy things. Okay, so that's what I'm going for. I'm going for a, a princess ball gown. I don't think that's much of a surprise to anybody who kind of knows me or at least knows of me from the show. Um, I, I, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so I don't want bling. I don't want them sparkly like that. No, like, no bedazzling. I want it either lace or satin, and I'm kind of going towards lace now. I tried on some satin ones, and I was like, mm, not so much, even though that's what I always imagined myself in. Did you cry? I didn't, and I felt so wrong about it. My sister didn't cry. My mom didn't cry. None of us cried, and maybe it was because I didn't find the one. Maybe that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a sign that the two dresses that I really liked aren't the one. But, you know, maybe, maybe, Jared's maybe I'm just a one. happy smile. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just, like, not... I'm just happy. If I'm happy, I'm not going to cry. It's not like highly emotional, like getting engaged or getting married. 
I just picture you like every step of the way crying. Like you pick <laughs> out the cake, you cry. You no. pick out the wedding dress, you cry. <laughs> I and, guess like, not. I just, are you that emotional? Like in real life, like are you a, a very emotional person? Uh, yeah, obviously. No, that wasn't very obvious. Well, I was asking. But, come on, Ben. You know I mean, that I, I don't cry know. all the time. Yeah, I'm but so it's, about, it's about heartbreak and love, and like heartbreak isn't a factor in your life mm. anymore. Okay, okay, okay. So do I cry if I'm not heartbroken? I cried a lot of times in like April and May just talking about Jared. You know, when you were yeah, here I, and I was talking to you about him, I was crying. Well, that's weird though, isn't it? To think that heartbreak is no longer an option or a thing in your life. Yeah, it's so, so nice. <laughs> have we have like, we talked about how, Ben, when we came to see you at the golf tournament, that I was stuck with these two love, lovebirds all I know, poor long. Amy. Like, yeah. Because Ben got to golf. Yeah, ben I got, got away. And then Amy was definitely the third wheel. And she uh, doesn't, She nobody knows how affectionate we are unless they're like with us for the weekend. It's not barfy, but it's like just below that. <laughs> And at one point, they made me drive, and they sat in the back. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Why did we do that? Because they were doing an interview. Oh yeah, we were doing a phone interview. That's why. I, I think it's a little barfy. Anyway, <laughs> I had a, I had a fantastic weekend, guys, and uh, I just wanted to just give a little shout out to Kleinfeld for being so mm. welcoming for me and being a dream come true. And then um, I was able. To go to Waitress on Broadway, which was amazing. Catherine McPhee is in the lead now. If you have you ever seen the movie Waitress? Carrie Russell. No. Yeah, Carrie Russell. Catherine McPhee is playing Carrie Russell's role, and it, she's so good. And then I got to see my favorite American Idol. It was just American Idol weekend, and that just makes little Ashley so happy. David Cook and Kinky Boots, and that was amazing too. What did you do, Ben? Uh, I, you know, like I said, I went, I went to the expo, I worked the expo and then Sunday I got my, my bike fixed. I cruised around downtown Denver, uh, you know, with my shades on my hat pulled back. Uh, I, I, I'm starting, my goal for next year is to complete an Olympic triathlon. So I'm starting slowly. Triathlon? Like an Ironman? Yeah. Is that an Ironman? It's close. It's like a three fourths of an Ironman. So I'm starting to, to diet. I'm starting to ride, get my cardio in shape. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, I don't know how much longer in life I'll be able to do these things successfully. So I feel like if I want to cross them off my bucket list, I need to do it now. Do you think you'll have abs by the time we go to Vegas for the <laughs> iHeartRadio no Music Festival? No shot. I'll never have abs. No. What would you do with the abs if you had them? Uh, I would never wear a shirt. Ever. Uh, never. Ben, okay, before we get Jason, you know, who's sitting next to me right now on the mic... I want you to ask me a couple crazy things that you think I would never do, and then I'll compare it to whether I would ever do an Ironman. Ashley, would you be more likely to do an Ironman or eat a spider willingly? Definitely eat a spider. Absolutely. I don't even know. if it, Even if it was alive, better. Can you swim? Yeah, sure, I can swim. Like laps? Like no, really? I yeah. mean, you know, I passed the test when I was in second grade, so I can jump <laughs> off a diving board. <laughs> uh, Ashley, yeah, would you be more likely to complete or participate in an Ironman <laughs> or lick a toad? Lick a toad? I'd probably do that for a hundred dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to actually joke that I would kiss a frog, and just and just to see what would happen. Don't and now I don't to. have to. Interesting. Okay, here's one something. more. One more. 
One more. Um, Ashley, <laughs> would you be more likely to complete an Ironman or spend a week in the mountains all alone? That's scary, but definitely more feasible. Are you serious? Yes. I I remember having to run two and a half miles in high school. And it Talked was. about this. Though, yeah, we did talk about this. And it was the worst part of my week every week. <laughs> oh, Ashley, this is why we love you. Um, okay, Ashley, I got a few questions here before Jason comes in oh, that really? we got to cover. Okay. Um, I've been getting a lot of emails. There, People are excited about your wedding. Uh, at the expo this week, people are coming up to me talking about how much they love the Almost Famous podcast. I feel like that happens more and more here over the last couple of like, months. Is uh, Anywhere I go, people go, we listen to your podcast. So... Everybody out there that came up to me at Expo, thanks for listening. Anybody out there listening, thanks for listening. But anyways, people are excited um, about your wedding, yeah. obviously. To prep for your wedding, I hope that you keep us all informed. There's a lot of things I need to learn about the wedding process. Uh, just in case one day uh, one comes my way, I need to know what my wife is going to be going through. Ashley, are you... You know, a lot of uh, the, one of the questions was, "What is your diet leading up to the wedding, or do you are you going to have one?" Okay, well, every week I go, "Okay, that was my last meal. That was the last crappy meal. I can't eat like that again." And then I continue yeah. on a whole other week of crappy eating. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote in my calendar today. Today is the first day of my new workout, and I just like crushed breath. Yeah, no, I yep. woke up this morning. I drank a lot of water and my stomach's really flat and I'm feeling right now like I could start today. And then there were some free Jersey Mike subs outside and I thought, all right, I'll take Just them. Crushed one. Free Just food. I can't say free. I can't say no to free food. That is going to be my ultimate issue in this wedding dieting. I only want to lose like seven pounds within yeah. a year. Fair enough. Yeah. Ashley. Okay. Will you have somebody planning your wedding? Yes. Okay. I plan on meeting with the wedding planner sometime this week, or my presumed wedding planner. And the final question that I got asked is, have you picked a location or a date? We think it's going to be July or August of next, of, you know, a, week, a year from now. Ooh, and then right. it'll probably be in Rhode Island. I think we're probably going to look at venues the week after next. Will Ben oh, be wow. invited? Ben is definitely invited, and so are you, Amy. Yes. Except yeah. I'm yes. like the easiest invite on the planet because I can't attend. Wait, this is such a good question. So, Ben, um, I did a little preview of our guest list because we we came up with it at dinner like a week or so ago, and I put it on Instagram story. And somebody, you know, the crazy fans, they noticed that you didn't have a plus one next to your name. Oh. Um, do oh. you think? This is after the heart. <laughs> no, of course, if you get in a serious relationship between now and next summer of course yeah. you have a plus one what do you think the standard for adding it a plus one should be to somebody i say a serious relationship like a serious relationship six months or more where like you've met the other person and they are like yeah if you've met the if, the, if you've met the other person's significant other yeah I, so. I have a different thought on that okay well, i also think if you're so tight with the person that you can go like hey you can totally bring someone or not. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. so tight with them, let them do what they want. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, nah. I would never. Like, yeah. If somebody came up to me and, like, if Ben were to come up to me, I would never be like, oh, Ben, you can't have a plus one. Are you kidding me? No way. You want to no. know who my plus one is all the time? Who? Chris Harrison. Oh, that's cool. That's really nice. 
Um, Amy can't just come a to the wedding. Platonic because- couple. <laughs> Amy can't come to the wedding because she hasn't been on a plane since 1999. No joke. Okay. I can't get there. Ben will be flying. Ben, are, are you hurt? I mean, you you get a plus one if you get in a relationship. Ben's all bitter. We can see his <laughs> face. His face. <laughs> He's like, you have no faith that I'll have someone by oh, then. Oh, I have faith. I know I'll oh, be adding a plus face. one next year. Oh, name. my gosh. Can you snap a picture of that? Wait, Mark, can you snap a picture of that so we can put that on Instagram? <laughs> He's so oh. bitter. Oh, no, 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 just... no. Not bitter. Oh. I'm just I'm just processing like... Where my like wh- where my life has taken me. But Ben, you know that if you get in a relationship, you'll be bringing a girl. Yeah, yeah. The plus one thing's interesting. I, I went to a wedding a few weeks ago for my good friend back in uh, Orsa, Indiana. Uh, she was one of my camp counselors. Okay, so listen to this real quick, and and th- I'll be quick here because this is probably boring to everybody else. Back in the no. day, I was a a church camp counselor. One of my campers who was in sixth grade while I was the camp counselor my freshman year of college, just got married. So I went to the wedding. Um, very happy for her. Great guy, great girl. Awesome. I don't have a plus one. I was worried that I was showing up to the wedding. And I, don't, I didn't know who to sit by. So that was the only hard part without a plus one is you walk into a wedding that even though you know a lot of people there, it's awkward because you kind of walk in. You look around, you say, is this seat taken? Somebody says, yeah, for my wife. And then you go, is that seat taken? They say, yeah, for my girlfriend. It's just a weird process. So I hope I don't have to fall into that at Ashley's wedding because it's going to be really bad when I walk in and I'm like, uh, hey, Caitlin and Sean, can I sit by you? And they're like, no, nah, sorry, this is now. saved for That's somebody like, else. Nick didn't get a plus one. Cupcake didn't get a plus one. We just thought all you guys would bro out together. That's right. Hey, we'll bro out together. <laughs> speaking time, of bros. Ben. Plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, plenty, of, plenty time. of time. Hey, speaking of bros, we have one of our most, uh, I, I think this will be one of our, our highest listened to podcasts. I think it's going to be one of our best podcasts. We have the beloved Jason Tartik uh, in studio to help us co-host this. We're going to go over the men tell all that I have some very poignant thoughts on. Not a huge fan of even some of my buddies. Hmm. That were at Mintella. I thought, saying, I thought Colton this was, was a, a little weird... too aggressive. A hundred percent. I think Colton yeah. was way too aggressive. Um, I think it, it just seemed. Uh, we'll talk about it, but For I. Sure. In short, I thought watching it back, it felt like Colton had a lot to say when he didn't need to say it. He really could have just been quiet the entire time and been and and talked when he, there was an issue that was pertaining just to him. I agree. I agree. No Jason, to talk. Yes. welcome to the Almost Famous it, Podcast. It is good to be yeah. here. Thanks for having me. Yay. I got to make one comment. We got to back up to a previous conversation. I am shocked that we have a former Bachelor lead and cast member, two cast members, and the standard is six months for a serious relationship. Oh. We, we, get, we get married after a month and a half. I mean, you're we, right. You know it should be two months. If you're in a serious relationship, come June of uh, next just year. Gotta, just got to challenge that, that one. Was but no, funny, it's, Jason. it's so good to be here, guys, and thank you for having me. Have you ever tried Blue Apron? No. Really? No. Have you done any at-home I services? No, I know I haven't. I haven't. Well, well I'm biting on a Blue Apron burger right now. You yeah, are. Tell, tell me why. Tell why us ask? more about that burger you're eating right now. I mean, we just talked to Ashley, and she's trying to diet. She wants a meal <laughs> okay. plan. You know what makes it easy, Jason? You know how we look like you? They just asked me if I'm ever going to have abs, what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my shirt off all the time because if I look like you, Jason, everybody's going to see it. <laughs> and there's one way to get there, and that's with Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers farm-fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. 
Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. If you're getting married, if you're not getting married, if you're trying to find that plus one, look your best by eating Blue Apron. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They're quick and easy recipe options. Perfectly portioned ingredients delivered right to your door. Blue Apron makes dinner quick, easy, and oh yeah, insanely tasty. <laughs> Skip meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. Experience the joy of summer with our favorite grilling recipe. Seasonally inspired ingredients, mouthwatering grilling options for summer, chicken with tangy barbecue sauce, and juicy cheeseburgers. I told you I'm eating one right now with spicy slaw. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals at blueapron.com slash almost famous. That's blueapron.com slash almost famous to get your first three meals. That's three meals. That's a week worth of eating. I'm telling you, as a single man who now works for free, three free <laughs> meals is a big deal. Maybe if you cook for a girl, you'll have a date. I, you know, Amy, genius. There's Thank really you. nothing <laughs> more romantic. Then now that I'm on the market, I'm sold. I'm ready to go right now. Uh, hey, I'll have you over, Jason. So, hey, everybody out there listening, blueapron.com slash almost famous. Blue Apron. Better way to cook. Would oh, you? that line kills me every time, Ben. You do such a good job. Jason, <laughs> have you ever cooked for a girl? Yes, I have. Mm, tell us what you made. Yeah, so uh, my go-to, uh, man, it's always like salmon with a little uh, spinach on the side. But I'm big on a dessert because who doesn't want dessert and a nice wine after a meal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of a plain cooker, but that's my go-to. What's that's the nice. dessert? The dessert, I change it up, but I'm a cheesecake guy. And then the mm. toppings, you got options. That's so right? New York you state of you. I know. <laughs> I love so it. I try to break the boundaries. No, <laughs> no. The stereotype is the greatest. I love it. We yeah. don't normally see that type of, like, you're Italian, right? You got I, I'm a mud. I got everything. I, got, I, have, a, I have a Jewish mother, a Catholic father, uh, a loving gay brother and brother-in-law. Modern day America. Modern family. Modern family. We got our own show <laughs> It's a real point. modern family. People loved your family. Speaking of family, Jason, uh, our listeners... The co-hosts here, all of us, have recently watched this season's Men Tell All. Jason, I have a lot lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions. Sure. This is all coming from a place of love, um, but it, it, if, if we weren't honest on this podcast, nobody would listen. So I'm going to be very honest during this. I'm going to start out by saying I thought Colton was way too much. Um, I thought he, he played the big brother. It, it wasn't uh, something that I've ever seen from him. It wasn't the guy that we had last week on the podcast that everybody fell in love with. I got more emails. I, and Ashley, I know you and I did more tweets and emails uh, after our interview with Colton last week saying, we love Colton. We got to know him better. And I felt like during the mental all, that wasn't the guy that we interviewed. D- d- am I totally off here? No, no, no. He seemed really aggressive, more defensive than he ever has been on the show. And it was just weird to see him get so involved in some drama that he wasn't really a fundamental part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason, my, what did you think? So my opinion on this is Colton is a great guy. And through and through, he's always been a good friend to me. I will say men tell all. I don't know if it was the truest depiction of his character or what was going on. But what I kept doing, uh, yeah, I was like, kept because I sat next to him. I'm hitting him. I'm like, enough, <laughs> enough, enough. Because I felt as though, you know, the booze from the cheap seats, cheap seats, he was paying way too much attention to. And he was coming at, like, his retorts were so aggressive in that manner. So mm-hmm. I was trying to keep him in line a little 
little bit and and check himself because some of the people that were coming at him in the manner that they were coming at him um, were just below, I think, the grade of man that he is. So mm-hmm. uh, I do agree with you. I think he did get a little aggressive with some of his responses. But in his defense, I think uh, specifically Jean Blanc. Oh, my was, God. He was grotesque. He, he gone, was crude. He could have gone was, after was, him forever and ever, and I would have been fine with it. But it was when he started getting in the Jordan stuff. Yeah, who's, I agree with that. Who said something that was beeped? I, I was it. There Jordan? was a lot of beeping in like, Mantel. There was something really inappropriate. No, I mean, John Blanc said the most inappropriate yeah. thing. Like you haven't thing. ever seen a lady. Yeah, he's never been in yeah, one. Yeah, that is, that, it's that's grotesque. Oh, that's crude. It's disgusting. And I think Colton, as a person, is so above that. Yeah. And I don't think he should stoop down to that level to even acknowledge somebody yeah. in that. Bad. Yeah. But I, I can agree. I can understand that opinion for sure. I, I mean, okay. Jason, it's no secret. Mm-hmm. You and Colton right now are the guys that we know, and there's going to be, unless some crazy twist happens, uh, there's going to be one guy, either Blake or Garrett, that come into play here, are, are in the running to be the next lead, to be the next bachelor. Mm-hmm. And and I know that's not what any of you went into this believing w- w- could happen or would happen or wanting to happen, but now it sits there in front of you. It's a reality. There was nothing about that mental all that made that Colton did not look bachelor esque during that mental. And I, and I, I know him and he's a good guy and he was on the podcast last week, but I agree with you. It felt like he stooped down to the level of, of, of the stuff that should have been eliminated like week, week seven, like week six. That was, that was people who were just there to argue, who were just there to lose their minds. And it was frustrating to me as a friend. I was frustrated. Yeah, and I would agree with that. As a friend, I think I was too. And he would tell you, literally, I'm pinching his leg. I'm whispering, You're such enough, a good friend. stop, stop. Yeah. You're better than this. So um, I do agree. I think some of the people got under his skin last week. And in his defense, he has an opinion and he wants to share it. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to credit him for speaking up and, and being open and honest about where he was at. But those guys were digging and, and they were digging hard, right? And they were hitting him in soft spots. So I think he's been hit before. I... And it was just his response. And, and mm-hmm. you got to give someone credit for defending themselves. But at the same time, I'm 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 more of the than demeanor of you know what some people are always going to take shots and they're probably going to take shots because they want to have or be what you are mm-hmm. and you can't let that bother you you got to stay true to who yourself and I think he did get a little off his game his rocker and yeah. just just who he is as a person John Blanc was the first it was the first one of the first thing said in the five minutes that you guys started oh yeah and i think that got him fired up and he was like oh i'm i'm rolling now with yeah it. but ben i don't know were you ever like a wwf or wc uh, wcw fan like wrestling you know you know royal rumbles you remember uh, yeah. the, you remember those yeah okay Man, so i was an only child i used to take my hulk hogan yeah, hell yeah. stuff think jump Aww. off my couch pin him <laughs> down and beat the living that's right I, I did the same things but in royal rumbles the boys get in the ring and they kind of feel each other out, and then they pick who they're going to go after. It was the opposite. I mean, we sat down, mitts were flying off, punches and uppercuts were being given. It got aggressive, and it got aggressive quick. Do you guys agree in watching it? You know, when I was there watching it over the course of four hours, yeah. I was like, eh, you know what? It's actually kind of tame. Okay. But when you edit it into the final product and you sure. add every little element of drama— it was like, wow, this is this is feisty. <laughs> it was feisty. Yeah. It, was, it was supposed to be kissing and telling. I think it was a lot more telling than kissing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason, you, you know these guys better than any of us. Sure. You lived with them. You dealt with them. 
uh, it, what we saw during the Mintel, I mean, even with Colton, uh, is this who they are? I mean, does, does Colton, is he a bear that gets poked easily? And why, my question with this is because I was watching this, I know Colton, I like Colton. Why was he such an easy target for so many outside of the fact that, okay, maybe they were jealous. I mean, they would have every right to be jealous of you. Why Colton? I think because, you know, Colton and uh, Colton and Jordan kind of did go at it a little bit, right? So I think they had unsettled business. And I think, as you guys know, you go through the show and you think one thing, and then you start to see what happens in the ITMs, the interviews, and you start to see what people are saying behind your back. And I think it sparks a fury mm-hmm. uh, for more people, and it's pent up because we haven't seen these guys in mm-hmm. that long. So I think a lot of people had a lot on their mind after watching it back, uh, and it was time to share that. And obviously, Colton uh, had taken a lot lot from those episodes and he was going to bring the heat and he brought the heat Colton and huh. Jordan actually saw each other for some time in paradise but they really oh, that's right. <laughs> but, but, but you know they probably hadn't seen the episode they didn't see the episodes until now for sure yeah. and I mean let's say Jordan is Jordan he's through and through he's the same guy here that'll be on camera but Jordan likes the attention mm-hmm. he likes to get under people's skin and I think he probably had a mission that night to do so yeah and honestly I think his goal is accomplished. Jordan, oh, Jordan I, is one step from really screwing himself because yeah. he's going to slip soon mm-hmm. and say something that isn't funny or, or modely or, you know, like he was pushing it with the making fun of the other guy's outfits. I really did not like that. Yeah. So Jordan is like the biggest narcissist out there. Right. <laughs> but when you get past that, to your point there, he is a little witty. He does have some funny comments. That you he's got to be at. smart. You he's got to be because he's yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah. Unless he he's just sits so at quick. home and like rehearses these lines because the he drops line after I line know. after line. But that being said, I do agree with you. I think he's really pushing the edge. And once he crosses that line, uh, he's going to lose uh, a lot yeah. of people that support the funniness associated with him. You know, one of the funniest things to me during this whole season, and especially Mintel All, we had him here on the podcast, and okay. he was great. But is when I Dated. first off, I I would never pick a fight with Jordan. I, personally, I can't. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. You would see me curl up in the fetal position, and be like, "You won right away," because all you have to do is dig one shot at me, and I would be. I I couldn't handle it. But it's when David tries to argue with Jordan, and it's it is so humorous because poor <laughs> David is is actually you can tell he's a nice guy who like for some reason has this persona that he wants to be mean or he wants to like go head to head with Jordan, but I don't think I remember one time during this season, Jason, tell us if I'm wrong, or one time during Mental Law that David even came close to winning an argument with Jordan. And that battle, I think David was defeated every single time by Jordan. <laughs> and the funny thing was he kept going at him. That was my observation. It was my observation. Jordan actually was never, I didn't think, attacking David. Right. Jordan was responding to all the punches he was getting. And when he was responding, he was responding with fury and taking uh-huh. down nine out of ten of the people in doing so. We told him his ma- his massive mistake was just taking Jordan so seriously. For sure. And I think he was way more focused on Jordan than what he was there to do. Yeah. Was to build a relationship with Becca. So I had, a, I had a funny interview with some hockey guys from Buffalo today. And they said if there was one guy I could throw the mitts off and take the thread and put it over his head, I think it would have been David. So yeah, I just totally. found it to be funny. David, <laughs> yeah. um, I do think that during mental health, or at least <clears throat> getting to see like the whole four hours, 
he almost did. He was almost like, this is silly now. I'm going to back off. I agree with that. Because I think Jordan was like, I'm going to keep playing with him. And he was like, dude, it's okay. He's like, like, I'm done. done. I lost. I'm going to chalk my losses (laughs) up and move on. I agree with that for sure. (laughs) The Mintel All is always one of the funniest events to me. When I was a part of it, because I was at the Mintel All during uh, Caitlin's season. Sure. I love the back row guys that get so heated. Like, (laughs) you know, the, the first dayers, they're like, yeah, you know, you were this guy and you were this guy and you're like, you literally had three hours of interaction for this show. You watched the show like a fan. You had no clue what happened. The the whole your mental all was one of the most outrageous to me because it felt like you had a lot of guys trying to get their last words in. Absolutely. I think there's a ton of guys and it's interesting our the makeup of our group. Like you got some of these guys who are models. You have some people that called themselves social media influencers before the show, but they weren't. Half the time you try and have a conversation on what their career is and it just you can't really understand yeah. what it is, right? And it was interesting to see a lot of those guys left early. And I gotta give credit to Becca because I think she saw through that mm-hmm. and kind of who they were and what their intentions were. But to your point, those same guys who went home early for probably that persona were the same guys that were bringing the same heat at Mentel All. And I think some of them were trying to do, uh, trying to get attention for that. You like know, Christian and Jordan or whatever, the model walk off or whatever the heck that yeah, is. Yeah, he's about. like a New York model versus a Miami model. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> incredible. And then, then I, the funny thing I keep hearing, everyone's like, it, what kills me all season is your looks. And I'm sitting back, I'm like, this is the most petty, ridiculous stuff I've ever seen. I've seen it for two months now. So I sit back, continue to drink my drink, and give those looks. What's <laughs> weird is that I understand girls making a big show out of women tell-all because it's kind of their audition for Bachelor in Paradise. But with you guys, you either were on Paradise or you're off. It's no audition anymore. Right. There's So I don't understand what it is. Yeah. But there, a lot of guys are they're seeking that attention, and they were going all out for it. So it is what it is, you know? To be expected. That's what I would say. I will say this. Jason, this is credit to you. Uh, it's credit to Colton, uh, to Garrett, um, and and Blake. I've actually been able to meet all four of you now. Uh, Garrett came to the American Century Championship and jumped out off the beach and goes, Ben, you know me. And I said, I have no clue who you are. And they took off his sunglasses. And go, oh, you're that guy from the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I talk so, about you every week. Yeah. Um, she picked four really good, uh, generally, I think, uh, uh, good prospects uh, for a husband. I, you all have a lot of depth and a lot of character. And so, you know, maybe this maybe this is what makes such a great bachelorette or bachelor season is when you have a good mix of everybody. And you definitely did. We saw it at, during the men tell all the interesting thing, Jason, um, that I appreciate about you. And I have to start out and say this first. And Ashley and I've talked about it all the time. She has to hear me rant. You don't <laughs> describe yourself Oh, yeah, in a it's so high good. manner. That's so you good. are very self-aware. You process through your mistakes and thoughts, and you don't promote yourself out of any type of insecurity or even out of confidence. When your season, I'm telling you, man, this drove me absolutely crazy. I had <laughs> I, I didn't watch one episode. I forget what it was because I was so frustrated. And David, I've told David this. He sat down right next to me in studio. I said, David, I'd never want you to describe yourself again. And he did it during mental. He did it. You I can't know. Freaking help yourself, David. Like, <laughs> I'm an honest yourself. guy. And you got advice from the Godfather. And you <laughs> yeah. the hell. Uh, I'm an honest, <laughs> humble guy. And I'm like, 
David, Enough. I don't believe you anymore. Yeah, but hey, you don't do it. You're one of the only ones. Um, so thank you for making my time watching this show bearable by just knowing every time Jason was on, I wasn't going to punch my pillow. I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. I think there's that old adage. It's like, you know, life is about 10% what happens, 90% how you react. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take that into this scenario, you're going to fall on your face. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys did. And it was tough to see because there are a lot of good people that in that show that just couldn't handle the ups and downs. And to your point, their self-defense was just pumping their tires for no reason. So thank you for noticing that. I appreciate it. Speaking yeah. of the ups and downs, and some people are able to handle it and some aren't, I have something to ask about Blake, sure. but I'm going to do it after I ask, how'd you get your skin so clear and beautiful? <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> All right. Well, as you may or may not know, my dad and I are very close, but I'm a mama's boy. I mm-hmm. talk to my mom every single day. I love and adore her. And every time I go back to visit her, she's always doing something with her face and she's trying some type of cream. So I'll be the first one to admit I'm going to self-deprecate myself. I use all those like face that lotions and stuff she uses. Amazing. So I give it a shot. What the hell, Ben? If you need any recommendations, let me know. Oh. I'll give you one. Let's I'll give you it. a good recommendation. Let's Ashley, take it, take it away. Um, we use BioClarity. We love it because I have really sensitive skin. It'll turn red with any product. Mm-hmm. But BioClarity is like the one product that doesn't make me red and irritated. Mm. So we have been highly recommending BioClarity to our audience for a, well over a year now. It has great botanical ingredients. They use Floralex, which is derived from the chlorophyll in plants. And it really helps with the redness and hyperpigmentation. And they also have this thing called a skin smoothie. And it's a moisturizer that makes your skin so soft and glowy. They have an essentials routine and an acne routine, just depending on what your type of skin is. You can get started today with healthier skin habits if you go to bioclarity.com and our listeners are going to get their first month for 50% off a routine of their choice plus free shipping. It comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code, which is FAMOUS. That is bioclarity.com and enter our code FAMOUS for not red, not irritated, just clean, clear, and glowing skin. Blue Apron, BioClarity. I'm buying them the minute I leave this store. They're rave. We got rave reviews. We'll be able to get you a discount, Jason. If you type in Almost Famous, it's just between us, but you you get a discount. It's kind of nice. I appreciate it. (laughs) Let's go back to that Blake question. (laughs) Yes. If he doesn't win this thing and he becomes the next Bachelor, will he lose it as the Bachelor? Because the guy has a lot of anxiety. (laughs) So what was interesting about Blake is uh, early on, he was very composed. Uh, and he was uh, pretty diplomatic, and he's smart, and he was leading the pack. And something happened in Bahamas with Blake, and I'm not sure what it was, but he had already had a one-on-one, and he had been pressing hard at the fact that he thought he should have had another one-on-one. Yeah. And for a guy like me who didn't get a one-on-one until week six and I didn't have a week two, and she forgot my name week three, and I was still <laughs> falling in love with her, I'm like, sounds what like the, the hell yeah, are you complaining like about? You know? <laughs> so I think you know, in, in life and in relationships, battling adversity is huge, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a huge competency of getting over different humps and building a stronger relationship with your significant other. And I do think in the Bahamas and hometowns, and I think you saw in Thailand, um, he got more worried about the other people involved uh, as opposed to Becca. Uh, That's just an observation from looking back. So um, I will say I don't know if that was 
the the state of his feelings, the way they progressed earlier. I'll give him credit there. Um, but it does seem that as time passed, uh, it definitely got more difficult with him. And I think uh, a correlation to that was a little exposure to his nervousness and in, in dealing with the situation. So who makes a better bachelor? Blake, Garrett, or Jason? <laughs> Jason! <laughs> no, Jason. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. Okay. So... I actually love all those guys, and I think <laughs> including they would, myself, including my. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you already said I doesn't. I don't pump my own tires. Uh, I think they're all great guys. It depends. My answer would be, it depends what they wanted out of a bachelor. Um, so I think you would get different things out of each of those people. Um, the one thing I will say that is in common with all three of them is I can say it from the bottom of my heart. All of us are looking for that someone. All of us are in that stage of our life that we are looking for love. Um, and I think that's as genuine and authentic as it will get. So I think regardless of um, who pursues it, who's interested, and who is uh, decided on, um, I think they will find love. I think they will t- find, uh, take this very seriously. And um, the ending of that journey will be a positive one. So that that. Amazing, Jason. Great job there. You didn't answer my question. In order. <laughs> oh, he's taking order. he's taking tips from the Godfather <laughs> over there. Yeah, listen, Pat, Pat, I called you after like day one. I was out. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's learning from the best. I see. Uh, Not so, answering so questions. So I'm gonna ask you a question. I said that we would all do a good job, but we would bring different things to the table. What would you want to see out of the next Bachelor, and that would help me identify who could do that best? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how now I'm answering a question after you didn't answer mine, but I'm going to do it because we're not going to go back and forth. This is incredible, Jason. You're doing great. Uh, (laughs) You're doing great. So I think think you're right. You said something, which makes me think that you would be the best because a great bachelor or bachelorette I've always said, isn't, you know, necessarily who they are as a person, which you want somebody that is looking for somebody that's, that's a, a, a necessity. It's how they react. And we need the next lead to be somebody that reacts um, in a way that is loving and caring, one that is likable. This is that's my big thing. We need a likable bachelor, and I think all three of you have that. Sure. And I think all three of you respect people enough to react to situations in a respectable way. So, um, the next bachelor, if if I were to say, what's the differentiator out of all of those things? Um, we need a really, really likable person. And when I mean likable, we need a humble, authentic, genuine person who's willing to admit that they're not going to do this perfectly so that America and the people following can relate and love and feel like they can live vicariously through their next bachelor. And so Jason, I think, I mean, I know Blake, I met Garrett. I know you, um, I think all three of you have that characteristic, but I think you've just said it today is you have a, an ability to admit your wrongs and to know that you, you're great, but you aren't that great. And um, so I think that's that's the characteristic we need next next season. Ashley, do you disagree? No. That was so beautifully worded, Ben. That's why he's, that's why he's the godfather. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but I, I, those are very kind words, and coming from both of you guys, it means a lot. So I appreciate that. Thank you. So don't mess it up. I won't. Don't do anything stupid. I'm doing what I can, you know. I posted that Instagram last week. I wanted to start a petition. Make I would. I would love to. I would love to see how it would work out if the Bachelor did a nationwide poll, not nationwide. You know, Bachelor nationwide, where it's just like 
it's you go to abc.com and you'd vote for your next bachelor. That, I wow. think that would be a great idea. And I think so Let too. Let the viewers decide. I, I think right? you would. I, I think, think you would, would win that. And one. by the way, when you posted that, yeah. I instantly blushed. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was sweet. Oh, this is getting disgusting. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what we could do, Ashley? What? We could do we, it right here on the Almost Serious podcast. I was gonna say. Oh yeah. boy, here we go. Um, Hey, Ashley, yeah. let's set it up on a, on our Instagrams and Twitter. Let's take a poll because we can do that voting thing, right? Who would you rather see as the next Bachelor? Let's do our own little almost famous bracket. Okay. Uh, put it up after the show. How does that sound? I don't know if we should do it after the show. Shouldn't we do it after next week when we know who the runner-up is? It's mm, a good point. Yeah, we could do like a four <laughs> a four-person bracket after next week. Okay, next week yeah. we'll put it up. Okay, That's cool. fair enough. Good. Hey, Jason, I want to do something fun here. Let's do um, it. It's going to be a blast. I'm always – just ask Ashley. Last week I tried to play a game with her, and she wasn't a fan of it. So I I'm love play games. Game. Let's do this. I love games too. I'm going to be Mike Fleiss for a second. Sure. <laughs> Ashley is going to be the executive producers. Okay. Uh-oh. You have You're going to be Bennett one or Alon? I'm to probably going to be Bennett. Bennett. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted yeah. to have to yeah. Taylor. You know, yeah. Taylor. Um, <laughs> you have one minute to sell us on why you should be the next Bachelor. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Poor okay. guy. No, and- <laughs> All right, let's do it. You ready? I'm going to yeah. start the clock. You have one minute. You're going to tell me? Starting. Are you going to whack me? Actually, I got a clock here, too, okay. so we'll be on the same page. All right, go. All right, so my whole 20s were dedicated to my career. I relocated four times with a bank and had seven promotions in eight years. Mm. And I earned my MBA in accounting and finance while working, so I used the cash flow from my day job to pay for that to ensure there was no debt associated with that. So I've taken a lot of things seriously. I took my athletics seriously in college. I took leadership as a captain on my team seriously, and I've taken my work seriously for 20s. And I'm now 29 years old, and I'm at the point in my life where I am looking for a best friend. I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for a wonderful mother of my kids, grandmother, great-grandmother, and hell, great-great-great-grandmother. And I've never been in a better position to find that, whether it's on the show as a bachelor or it's in a different capacity. That's what I'm looking for, and I'm in a position to do it. And... uh, I'm single, and let's go. Let's do this. Bing, bing, bing. You <laughs> still have six seconds. I'm sold. I am. I mean, I'm, I'll marry you now. Okay, oh, so, shoot. Yeah. Ben, I'll be your date to Ashley's wedding. How about that? <laughs> Jeez, <that's incredible. laughs> Jason, you lost Never me after. The- we'll crush that dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me after the first 15 seconds because I was like, screw the bachelor. I have to sit up this man with my friends. <laughs> oh, my so friends deserve you. this. Oh. Yeah. oh, and by the way, apparently, after this was the first one I've ever done, but I guess I could scrapbook now because that thing turned out pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. I heard Ashley give the little, like, I always love this. It's happened to me twice in my life. Um, <laughs> I still remember those moments, but she gave the little, like, you know how some girls are, when they're interested in somebody, they give the little coup, like, Ooh. She did that right after you said seven promotions in eight years. I think she realized she did. It happened to me once. It. No, it, it, it did. Yeah. And uh, it was in middle school, and um, I hit. <laughs> It was a big deal. I uh, hit a half-court shot to win uh, the the conference championship. It was a it was one of the highlights of my life, and I walked off. And um, Alexis Albertson, my my middle school girlfriend, goes, "Oh." And I said, oh, jeez. No, uh, it got me really no, excited. No. So you can still pull it off as a 29-year-old. There we go. I did forget yeah. one line. The one funny line would be, my Oh, mo- you forgot my, a line. Forgot as a if line. he's had this elevator no. speech planned. No, no. She, I forgot something I needed to say because okay. it's actually pretty okay. funny. Is And as you guys know, because you met my family over at Hometowns, yeah, my mother 
has got an awesome husband, a great a great son, another great son, and a great son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I think she's dying for a woman in the family. Aww, so we're getting yeah. there, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good, good for your mom. Jason and Ashley, I, I want to tell you, uh, first off, Jason, you're killing it. You're a great co-host. We're having a blast with you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. I know giving up an hour of your day right now is incredibly difficult. So we appreciate you for coming on. But somebody else that we're bringing on that I appreciate dearly, one of my favorite people in the world. She's incredibly talented, incredibly intelligent. I go on her podcast often. Um, she talks everything, bachelor, sports, life. She kind of has the perfect job and she's the perfect person to do it. Just in a second, Juliet Lippman from The Ringer is coming straight to the Almost Famous podcast. But before she comes on, Ashley, Jason, yeah. and I have got to tell you about one of our most faithful, one of our best sponsors who who has continued month over month now for the last year and a half to sponsor this podcast to keep it going. Jason, yes. I know you're a fan of Fat Bit Fun. I know you enjoy those <laughs> seasonal boxes. Oh, of course. So They're please tell our listeners all about them. Oh, oh, here you go. Yes, here you go. I would absolutely love to do that. <laughs> so let me tell you about Fab Fit Fun. It is a seasonal subscription box with full size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. Use coupon code, quote, almost famous, end quote, for $10 off your first <laughs> box you at www.fatfit.com. Fatfitfun.com. Keep that. Oh, yeah. sorry. Fatfit. No, you're good. <laughs> just, just keep going. That hey, was... the summer box is available now, so sign up before they sell out. Some of the contents you can expect to see in the FabFitFun boxes, skincare from Kate Somerville, Dr. Brant and Juicy Beauty, fashion items from Rachel Pally, Michael Stars, Trina Turk, and... Millie, some of the contents of the current box. It's the summer box. Ashley, what do you think of the summer box? Oh, I love it because they have Tarte Beauty products in it and a very, mm-hmm. very cute summer and rose beach towel. You were telling me, Ashley, I, last week, I think it was, you brought it up, and I didn't get to follow up on it. Some of these products alone are worth the value of what they'll pay for the box, right? Oh, actually, like some of these products are like $75, and then you get the box for thirty nine ninety nine when you use our code, Almost Famous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, so, it's Jason, unbelievable. I, I know you know how to, to get our listeners hooked up with this deal. So, please tell them about the call to action. Yeah. So, <clears throat> that's just the beginning. And don't miss out because they sell out. Check out fabfitfun.com and use the code almost famous so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code almost famous. You deserve to treat yourself. Oh, my gosh. They do. We, we have the best listeners. Ashley and I absolutely adore our listeners. They're always there to help us. you got to treat yourselves. Like Ashley said, that Tarte Beauty products, way above $39.99 individually. You get a whole box full of goodies. Uh, Ashley, you're a FabFitFun fan. I'm a FabFitFun fan. Jason, are you sold? I'm sold. Again. Sold again. He's going to give it to Bio his future clarity, fiance after he's the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna say to be shocking news. Hey, uh, Juliet Lippman, <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world. Are you out there? Hello, Juliet. It's Ben and Ashley and Jason. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Good. Hello, How are hello. you? Ashley, congratulations and Mazel Tov. Thank you so much. Sorry we haven't made You're it over so to welcome. your podcast yet. I know. I've been harassing Jared. Did he tell you? <laughs> just just a time or two. 
everybody out there listening, Juliet Littman uh, and I have had a friendship now for, I don't know, two years. Uh, I have yeah. consistently uh, gone on her podcast. Uh, she has, as, as time's gone on, she's continued to get promoted over at The Ringer. Juliet, tell our listeners how they may know you to get this thing started. I host a competing podcast called Bachelor Party (laughs) (laughs) Um, that covers Bachelor and also the wider world of reality TV. And um, yeah, Ben and Ashley, you've both been on it and are great guests. And I'm so happy to be talking to you guys today. Do you think you're going to have Jason on the podcast? I would love to. Jason, will you come on? You're my pick for Bachelor. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. That would be great. Oh, he's I'm already got the celebrity friendship. lingo down of, yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to my assistant. <laughs> uh, Juliet, why it. is Jason your pick for The Bachelor? First of all, Jason, I thought your family seemed awesome, and I'd like to see more of them. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely my favorite hometown date. And I'm also quite curious about your friendship with Gronk, which I hope would be in the show as well. And I just think you seemed like over the course of um, the season, like you kind of like opened up in the way that that works well for bachelors and bachelorettes, like kind of warmed up to the to the process. And it seemed like you kind of got more comfortable as time went on over over the course of the season. And I just don't think we got to see enough of you. So I would love to see more. Plus, I, I feel like you, you, I mean, this is perhaps a projection and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it seems like, you know, you'd be like both easygoing but taking it seriously and we'll just have fun with it. And I think it's time for a, a fun season. I, I appreciate that. I do think I'd bring a little spice to the season, which would be fun. Um, to your point, I did open up, but I opened up in the manner that I felt right was for me and I stayed true to myself, right? So I think at times uh, people might say things that they want Becca to hear or they want the, the person uh, making the decisions to hear as opposed to saying what they mean and how they mean it. So uh, that is something I thought I, I stayed true to. And the best part, I think, when you can leave this all and look back and talk to your friends and family and all of them say the same guy we've known growing up was the same guy that was on that show and we appreciate it. So that was great. And then I, so thank you for the kind words, but uh, to your first point, yep, I did grow up with uh, Rob Gronkowski. He's a very good friend of mine. He, uh, although then and now my head was always at around his, let's say hip level. He always had a few (laughs) feet on me. The guy's an absolute monster, but a great guy. He's done uh, great with his career. And, um, I can tell you for sure that he is aggressively supporting the Jason for Bachelor fan club, which is quite funny. So wait a second. Does Rob Gronkowski now watch The Bachelorette? He is now watching The Bachelorette, and I've gotten two funny comments. One from his beautiful girlfriend, Camille, who has said, I think you've now made him more of a romantic. So I bust, <laughs> I bust his chops about that. Nice. And, and Rob's always joking around, and so in a very facetious, loving way, he said, oh, man, now every time I go out with you, you're going to get all the chicks and no one's going to come talk to me. I mean, well, you just said he has a beautiful girlfriend. He, he, he was just, like I said, in a facetious, Classic funny, Rob joking way. For a girl listening that's like, who's Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, oh, most people don't know. Oh, yeah, so he is, uh, he, he's just a fun-loving guy and his name, uh, he's the tight end of the New England Patriots. Um, and has had a very successful career uh, on and off the field with not-for-profits, charities, and also I think he has uh, 
I think it's three, he has a three, cruise. Three, Why are you forgetting the cruise? Three Super Bowl rings. A, cru- a Gronk he's cruise. Done very well. He's kind of like a wild personality. Wild personality, but fun and loving. Yep, well, he, he plays with Tom he Brady. He did have a cruise. Yep, he plays with Tom Brady. He had one cruise, one cruise weekend, and um, I think that did was the go? end. I did go. I was oh, on, wow. I was on, I was on the cruise with Rob. Hey, Jason, are you a, a Bills deal. fan or a Patriots fan I'm now? A, I'm a huge Bills fan, but <laughs> okay. I'm also a Rob fan. I, 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 I root for his success. Have you mm. ever partaken in any of the craziness that is Bills Mafia? I, you know, it's, I'm sad to say this. You know what Bills Mafia does at Talent Gates, right? Yeah, like crush each other Breaks, with benches. tables and crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff. I don't, but I'll tell you really quickly a funny story. I had a business outing, so I brought these people, and you, I'm thinking we got to show them a nice relaxed version of the tailgate which doesn't exist so we I, we get a limo we go in the limo lot so i'm thinking we're safe we're good get in the limo lot two limos over two guys are on top of the limo hands linked jumping no. off the limo smash the table <laughs> like guys you wanted to go to the bills tailgate welcome to the bills mafia they're here to stay that's amazing <laughs> julia i know that you are always um super analytical and how you watch the show and I know you're a fan of Jason, but you criticize me. You've criticized mm-hmm. everybody. If there is one <laughs> word of advice going in to, let's say, Jason being the bachelor, what would be your word of advice for the young man? Wow. You really put me on the spot. I oh, yeah. Say, don't kiss everyone right away. I think you, I just think that like the, the wave of Bachelor and Bachelorette is like just to go in for the makeout as soon as possible now. And just like it also becomes the you know, to talk to them as far as it seems to me. So I would say be a little bit more judicious and like think it out a little bit more because you don't want all of the women to be mad that you've made out with so many people. Then you definitely made out with too many girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it would be cool if there was a Bachelor Bachelor who like only made out with their top 10. There is oh. something to be said, I, I think, like connecting emotionally before physically. I think that that's fair. Oh, come on, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take their side. You know this is absolutely ridiculous. What? You're going to kiss every single girl that walks through that freaking door. You don't sit here with your beautiful hair and your big old smile and go, you're right, Juliet. There's something about that romantic chemistry tell, before the physical. I'll tell you what. I think my mom would instantly stop watching if I had to do the uh, after morning fantasy uh, shot. That's That's a little... A little Brutal. aggressive. Now you wow. you told me with Access Hollywood that you wanted to get that fantasy suite, even if it meant you were going to be dumped the morning of. Well, let me let me correct you. Oh, I, really? I, I, take let, me, let me correct you, Ashley. What I said, what I believe, and you could quote me if it was differently, is that time was a big part of this game. Oh, yeah. and it was a huge commodity, and of the other two guys, I had the latest one on one. I only had one on one. I didn't have a first impression rose or a group date, and I felt as though time could have put our relationship in a better position. And to cut it short, when I I didn't think at the time there was a a real justified explanation from her at dinner. Um, you know, I thought time would have helped, but you know just what to say, don't you? You're good, man. At what? You're, really good. You're really good. You're gonna do just fine. Oh, You're gonna be fun. real. I, I am a supporter. I appreciate I like that, man. But thank you. You can give me some golf lessons. I need them. Um. Hey, Juliet. Before we say goodbye to you, I, I know that you know you have a uh, an executive position at the Ringer. You operate a couple very successful podcasts. And I want to hear about those before we go. But before we send you off, somebody like yourself, uh, who was a very busy person, 
who works very hard, who's extremely intelligent. I am a big fan of you, and you know that. Why do Thanks, you buddy. like The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Like somebody like you, why do you why do you enjoy watching? I think it's two things. One, it's like totally escapist. I don't think I would ever go on the show, so it's, it's like just it's like watching it is an utter fantasy. And and just because like at the point I'm at in my career and just sort of you know all of that, no judgments, of course. Um, and to like to that extent when you when I watch it, it's like you you just kind of like put yourself in the shoes of whomever, like whoever you like root for. You're like, well if I were in spot in her spot, like this is what I would do. And so it's just a way of like have living out a, a reality you'll never have. Like it's reality T V and then something that, you know, you can like forecast yourself into without having to actually experience. And then on top of that, like over the last few years as I've been doing these podcasts, like it's just become so much more popular and it's like a talking point with, with like like minded people. And so it's like being part of a, a big cultural phenomenon. Can I ask one fan, fun question? Is if you if you did do it, what would your entrance out of the limo be? Mm-hmm. Oh, good question. Oh, that is a good question. Um, I would go props, but like nothing too extravagant. Like I wouldn't like ride in on a horse or anything. I think I would do some research on whoever the bachelor was and like try to find like one thing we had in common and present him with, with something because you it, like it's so hard to remember everyone's name the first night, right, Ben? You need to do something to give us a hook. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, you need. I mean, you were one of the first to quiz me on this. How do you remember everybody's name? And it's associating whatever <laughs> they do at the limo with their actual name. So, I mean, I think Juliet, you need to come out firing because they need to know who you are. They need to keep you around. It'll be interesting. Um, you know, if you ever did sign up for the show, if Jason is the next bachelor, this could be really nice. <laughs> I'll be like, remember that time we were on the same podcast? Yeah. And then people are going to be like, they met before. They already had a bonding moment. Uh-huh. Hey, Juliet, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I've, I've, you've been awesome to Ashley and I, you've had us on your podcast multiple times talking everything bachelor, talking everything life. We became friends through it. And that's not easy to do is a journalist or a podcast host becoming friends with your guest, especially during this show. Um, it's been too long. Uh, we got to have you back. Uh, I think paradise is your sweet spot. So I think Juliet Lippman needs to come back during uh, paradise. I get so many tweets and interactions when I go on your show. I know you have a huge fan base before <laughs> we send you off. Um, we, we do have competing podcasts, but we consistently support each other. Um, uh, tell our listeners out there how they can find you post this segment. Look for bachelor party, wherever you get your podcast. It's up on Mondays after the show. And on Thursdays, usually in the afternoon, I call it the Thursday episode of the bachelor party. B said catching up on whatever we forgot to cover and also other reality TV. Cause I love Bravo as well. And, um, I loved the Jersey shore reunion show. So, you know, cover all that. And check out TheRinger.com. It is my company's website. I write for it occasionally, and there's a lot of good stuff to read, so check it out. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. Julia, you're kind of like um, the Howard Stern of Bachelor Podcast. For some (laughs) reason, when you have us on there, we just can't help but tell you everything. (laughs) Ashley, that's the nicest thing anyone has said to me. Oh, my God. I can't thank you enough. (laughs) You get the dirt. Um, yeah, I, I try. Well, anyway. uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Hey, we love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Jason, do you uh, read The Ringer? No, I don't. But I will now. <laughs> you, have, you have a lot of firsts coming off of uh, off Can of I tell this you this? Podcast. This is wild. I have never listened, and I'm going to change that moving forward, especially to you guys after being here. I've never listened to one 
bachelor related podcast neither have i <laughs> <laughs> i don't so listen first. to our, us back do you listen to us back ben every week really right. <laughs> yep you're lying as many times as possible to get those listens up. Do you listen to it when you go to sleep on your sleep number? I enjoy listening to it every Tuesday night after it's posted on my beautiful sleep number mattress. Jason, I don't know how you sleep or who you sleep with or what you sleep in. <laughs> But I will tell you one thing, you got to get a sleep number for all the sleep is important. Your mattress makes a big difference. Can you imagine a fantasy sweet night on a sleep number? Oof. Tell me about the sleep number. When did number. you realize Talk sleep is important? <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy sleep or is it just a necessity? What are your sleeping habits, partner sleeping habits? How does it affect your day? Have you thought through those questions? If you haven't, you need to start their big deals. The new Sleep Number 360 bed is designed to help you achieve a better quality sleep. My sleep number setting right now, I've, I've gone down this week. I have sore neck. It's, it's weird. Not for my sleep number. I've been traveling a bunch on a plane and I fall asleep on a plane and my neck moves forward once I fall asleep. So I got to figure out a way to get it right. And my sleep number does just that. My setting's at a 65 right now. Uh, Ooh, my partner softer, said, a little that, softer, Ben. A little softer. I've been yeah. a little softer. Is, is that uh, for your Iron it? Man training? Uh, no, just like I said, I think I got whiplash in the planes. Do you ever do that? You fall asleep on the plane, whiplash? you wake up. Yeah, you, you, you you're one of those on... guys. <laughs> I am. I am one of those guys. Actually, I'm one of those guys in a lot of ways. Uh, Are you the guy yeah. that claps when the plane lanes? Uh, 100%. And I'm also the guy that yells at every single person to stay in line when they're getting off the plane. Back up, old man. I need to get off first because my seat is in front of you. Anyways, I digress. Ashley, tell all of our beautiful, wonderful, sleep-deprived listeners about Sleep Number. Okay, well, you can only find Sleep Number at a Sleep Number store. You can go in now and see this newest Sleep Number 360, which is a smart bed, and it starts at $999. And at the Sleep Number store, you can see how the bed contours to your body and relieves pressure points to their individual fit technology. It's comfort that you actually have to feel, and there's a reason you can't, you know, order it online with a code you have to go in and see how it is in real life and then you're gonna be like wow cannot go home to my crappy bed i gotta buy this thing so you can head over to your sleep number store now it's 999 dollars is what the beds start at there are 550 sleep number stores nationwide and you can find the nearest store at sleepnumber.com now i want to talk about your sleep you know ben brought up some questions what do you sleep in a bed. No, what do you sleep in clothing-wise? <laughs> Ashley, come on now. I'm just interested. It's funny. You're engaged. <laughs> Damn it, Ben. You... No, no, no. Time out. Time out. Time out. No, time out. I'm interested. Hey, Jason, what do you sleep in? Hey, Ben, how you doing over there? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm a boxer guy, you know? Boxers, I don't want... No socks. If you sleep in your socks, it's a red flag. I don't know about that. And no shirt. So boxers, and I like the temperature to be super cool. So we're talking... 65 degrees. Oh, girls are going to need to know that before getting engaged to you. Okay, that's a that's good thing. That's low. That's that, cold. Is that too low? Yeah, but then you put more blankets and you're you're more snuggled up with your significant other. <laughs> there's, there's always a win here. <laughs> are oh, you a night yeah, owl I, or a morning person? I'm a morning person. Ew. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah. What time why, do you wake up naturally? Why is that bad? I don't know, like 6.37. Oh, wow. Actually, like, 
this is gonna sound tacky, but can you be both? Yeah. Because I'm the kind of guy like I can go out late and then I could be like right up early and work out. Oh yeah. wow, you're yeah. special. That's what you I are. I have decided that I I am a night owl, but I'm a home night owl. It doesn't mean I want to be out at night. It means that I want to be on the couch at one in the, in, gotcha. in the morning. Yeah. You know what I'm not? I'm not like a late afternoon guy. Like oh. three to four. You know, like oh, you no, need three a little, to five. Little like shot, yeah, or like a shot of espresso, something. What is your job? I'm a banker. What kind well, of that's banker? A broad. Everyone says that. Like, tell her what you do. Um, so I work with companies that earn revenues fifty million dollars and greater. And there's like no industry niche I work with. And I do a lot of their financing as they grow and buy companies or buy real estate, uh, et cetera. So the main competency in my job is placing senior debt to help them grow. So. I didn't understand any of that. No, I'm just me gonna neither. admit like that right, totally so went I'm gonna right over my different. head. So I just I work with larger companies to provide all their financing solutions. You know how everyone gets a mortgage and you get a mortgage through a banker, a mortgage banker? Um, I do similar type of debt placement for larger companies. Okay, so you're not like sitting at the Bank of America teller. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, I knew gosh, he this is good. I like this. Hey, you guys have both heard of restructuring your debt. Yeah. Jason can help you do that. Hey, Jason uh, doesn't have debt of his own, though, <laughs> to all the girls out there interested. Ooh. Oh, you have no um, debt. No debt. That was a good catch. Nothing? Hey, uh, that was real. I didn't even remember. <laughs> she's good. She's good. <laughs> hey, guys, as much as I know our listeners love talking about debt, uh, <laughs> they also really love talking about sex. So, from Marissa, Jason, this is a question for you. It's titled Fantasy Suites. Hi, Ben and Ashley and Jason. Hmm. I have a question about the fantasy suite dates. Mm -hmm. Do the bachelors, bachelorettes get a day between each fantasy suite date to process and adjust? Or do they just wake up, jump into the next date? For instance, did Becca wake up from uh, the fantasy suite date with Blake, say goodbye, and go immediately to Jason? Jason, do you know how to answer that? So I think you guys can attest to this too. I think especially at that level, the producers are very respectful of each of the candidates and cast members. And there's definitely time in between those dates. Um, Wait, so I was how much time? I mean, I was sequestered in, in Thailand when I lost and I was there for quite some time. So that's an indication that there's definitely time gaps in between each date. I don't know what the time gap is because, and as you guys know, we don't know who is going when and who is going first, second, third. Right. We don't yeah. know the yeah. timing of anything. Um, so I know when I got there early in the morning, the one day I had the full day to relax, and then the next day we had our date. Okay, so you're uh, saying that your entire date happens on one day, but you don't know how many days off the bachelorette has in between. Precisely. We need to ask a bachelor or a bachelorette how many days are in between. <laughs> Hey Ben. Hey Ben. Hey I just deferred another question to you. <laughs> You're good at this. Uh, you know, it, it that is one of the most brutal weeks. And I, I, I was joking about um the sex part because I know for a fact that not every bachelor or bachelorette uh, participates in physical contact outside of maybe some kissing and canoodling um during these fantasy suite dates. But with that being said, they're exhausting because you only have one day or one night to spend with this person without cameras. And so you have, I think it's eight hours to kind of break down life in the way that you want to without cameras around. And so if you're pulling off an all nighter, 
you have to have the next day to rest. And so these next days are incredibly important. So there's a full day in between dates. Uh, you wake Makes up sense. in the morning from the fantasy suite date. You have all day to kind of catch your breath, to sleep, to rest, to probably do some pickup interviews, um, to probably talk to a little press. And then you go to bed that night and you wake up the next morning and start the next day. So with that, there is a full day in between. It's needed. I, I don't think anybody could do it for multiple reasons without it. It is. I remember that week and it is so, so exhausting. So Jason, as you're resting and wherever in the heck you got kicked off at, you know, chilling, drinking mojitos on the beach in between dates, Becca's out there just grinding, literally <laughs> like talking to people, pulling all nighters, putting a smile on her face. Figuratively. Yeah. Figuratively. Right. Like talking to people. Yeah. yeah. That, hey. one, that one's a good one. <laughs> Speaking of where you were drinking mojitos on the beach, when you get kicked off during mm-hmm. Fantasy Sweet Week, you're often there left hanging for a while mm-hmm. just to have like your one handler or producer buddy. Who and maybe not who did you hang out with, but how many days did you have left in Thailand? And what did you do to fill those days, especially since they were so, so sad? It was it was a long one. I think we may have alluded to this in our uh, post interview of well, the last time we mm-hmm. discussed, but it was it was kind of an eye opening time for me because I had literally everything that people would want. Right, I'm on vacation in Thailand. This beautiful village, pool, spa. Yeah, I could get massages. You could get your laundry done. All the food in the world. And at that moment, moment it was like the most empty moment of my life because mm-hmm. I didn't have family there. I didn't have friends there. I didn't have anyone to share it with. Um, and it was about a week or so. Mm. So um, there was also some time, you know, I did go back and give her uh, the gift I had made for her. So, uh, but there was a ton of downtime and it was difficult at that point. I mean, everyone's had a breakup in their life. And I don't know about you guys, but I rely on family and friends to kind of get me through those tough times and to not have them there. It was pretty difficult. It wasn't easy. Um, so you didn't get to enjoy Thailand till it's fullest, but it was a great learning experience. Um, Jason, be, you know, we're getting ready to close out uh, this podcast. I think one of the most poignant moments of this whole experience for you is when you went back to give her the gift. What went through your head? Why did you do it? Yeah. So honestly, it ended so abruptly. And when I say, I know Becca talked about blindsiding me, but I had no proportional behaviors or responses from her during that day. And when she had walked away and you see that she was going through this um, episode where she couldn't see our future, I had no indication of that. After that, her and I actually stopped at one place where we were drinking and everything was great. So it ended abruptly. I felt that our relationship was deep. She had brought my friends out during the the time to surprise me. I had met her best friends. She had met my family. We had deep conversations about family and lost loved ones and what they meant to us. And I felt that I just, the the way we ended, it just didn't do what we had justice. So two Mm. things I wanted to do was one, uh, end it with character and class, shut the door in the right manner to feel good about moving on. And then two was to give her um, the book that I honestly put a lot of hours into and was really just a full story. Uh, Everything from I had a name tag in there. Hello, my name is Jason. The day she forgot it on that date (laughs) to some of the more detailed and and telling and uh, emotional dates and connections we had. So, that's Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't go back there trying to get her back or anything of that nature. It was just close the door the right way. Give her a gift I had prepared to give her. And um, I feel good about it. And I think she does, too. We talked about how getting broken up with or breaking up with somebody in the bachelor bubble is different because you don't necessarily get the closure that you would in real life. Mm -hmm. It's so weird because usually in real life, you're like, oh, I'll talk to them again next week or like it'll be 
a sort of like a drifting situation. Sure. But n- not for The Bachelor. When did you start feeling better? Yeah. So I think, first of all, you don't get closure. Um, and then you start feeling better. It's probably like a few weeks after it. Mm-hmm. And, and you realize that, you know, she's doing well and she's finding her happiness and it is what it is. But I think the most difficult thing isn't about maybe the closure when you feel better. The most difficult thing is reliving it all over again. Because oh, yeah. I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm good. I feel good about what happened and the experience. And I'm happy for the happiness she's going to find. But to watch that episode uh, again last week, that was tough. Man. It was heart-wrenching. That really, it was difficult. Even though I'm over, I'm in a better place now. It's never good to relive experiences like that. And, um, you know, with this journey, you have to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's end this on a on a lighter note. Um, Kate writes us a question, and I'm not even sure any of us know the answer to this. She goes, "I love your podcast. Listen every Tuesday morning, right after feasting on everything that is Bachelor and Bachelorette the night before. After watching last week's episode, I had a question: When the date cards come from the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, is it really them who wrote it, or does a producer write it? The handwriting always seems perfect. I can only imagine my terrible handwriting on a note. Also, is that Chris Harrison's handwriting on the fantasy suite card? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. I have no idea who writes them, but in my whole four seasons, the handwriting has been the exact same. Yeah, I mean, this might actually be something I have to defer to Ben because I don't know either, but <laughs> sorry, Ben. But honestly, like the handwriting is absolutely perfect. And Chris Harrison, the guy is smooth and charismatic and confident and well spoken. <laughs> there is no darn way that his handwriting is that smooth. It just can't be. But if there's one guy that could pull it off, it'd be him. I have yeah. to imagine it's someone else. Do you have some intel as to when you were the bachelor and you actually saw them do it? Yeah, there's a reason why it's the same season over season. It's not Chris Harrison, but. Chris Harrison does have a say in the date cards, and it's actually kind of an interesting process on how the wording of the date cards gets done. So that's, I mean, just like most things on the show, right? Chris, you know, is overseeing it. He knows all about it, but you need help. If you think Chris Harrison come up with 40 date cards and those little witty (laughs) sayings time over time, you're crazy. (laughs) And so it's actually a little group effort that comes up with them. And then there's somebody uh, on staff that writes the date cards who has good handwriting. And so there's times I'm not playing. There's times where you're in some foreign country and whoever was doing it in Los Angeles can't do it in that country. And so whoever's there steps up and their handwriting gets displayed for all to see. And I'm, it's never Chris Harrison. I'm also going to give a clue for anyone that goes on this show in the future, a good way to indicate how out there some of the people are uh-huh. is they put these cards out there and they're kind of like riddles and you have to come up yeah. with what it could be. So just listen very carefully to how people speculate what these riddles are. And I'm like, yeah, that dude's crazy. This guy has oh, no idea point. about anything. And that dude's really smart. So I used yeah. that and it uh, worked out. They, yeah, that's why you were always guessing them. That's, that's right. Where you're always <laughs> oh, guessing you're always them. guessing them. And the ideas, people kind of like, dude, are you out of your damn mind? I you mean, guys, come on. they do. They they pause us and they're like, okay, guys, let's debate over yeah, what right. the card <laughs> means for the next half an hour. Yeah, and some people have a realistic ideas, and other people, are, yeah, we're gonna fly to New Zealand, dude. Are you out of your mind? I'm staying away from that Incredible. guy. <laughs> I would love it. Hey, Jason, it's been fun watching this whole season and how I've done it is with one of our favorite sponsors, Hubble Contacts. We watch you on our screens. Our listeners watch you on our screens, and a lot of them can see you clearly now, even though the love is gone with Hubble Contacts. Are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Do you overwear your contact lenses to save money? 
What if I told you that you could get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less? 60 contacts for, pause, $33. Do the math. That's barely $1 a day. Jason, you're a smart guy, right? How many days are typically in a month? 30. One. This is the way more comfortable than other brands. Go to HumbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks free. Contacts are expensive because four companies control 97% of the market until now. Quality daily lenses for a better price. They can send you to an optometrist if you don't have a prescription today. Getting contacts has never been more convenient and affordable. No more overpaying or overwearing. If you wear contacts and you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening. We appreciate you doing that. But if you want to see the life a little clearer, go to Hubble.com and type in Almost Famous. No more overpaying or overwearing. Featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mashable. Go to HubbleContacts.com. Get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. So go to HubbleContacts.com and see the difference. Make sure to select our show, Ben and Ashley, Almost Famous, at checkout. That's H-U-B-B-L-E, Contacts.com. Select Ben and Ashley, Almost Famous, at checkout. To get your first 15 pairs of lenses for free. With that, all the listeners out there, we love you. We appreciate you. Share us, email us, tweet about us, Instagram about us. I don't know, take pictures of yourself listening to the podcast. That sounds fun, right? Um, <laughs> Jason, thank you for coming into studio. Uh, it's been an awesome ride. We, we hope to get to watch you again one day. And if not, uh, then friendships will just exist. And that's more important anyways, right? Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been such a pleasure. And I have so many friends we can set you up with if you're oh, not the boy. Bachelor. I can create the your own Bachelor. You can make it like an Instagram TV thing. There we go. Oh Options goodness. are good. Fantastic. It's a win-win, baby. I love it. It's a win-win. Girls are knocking down the door of Ashley's apartment now saying, let me ask Jason. Hey, everybody out there, this has been the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. And I've been Jason. Nice. Thanks for having me, Bye. guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.